Welcome to Antigone, a podcast about Antigone. Hi, I'm Janelle, and today we'll be discussing the malleability of Antigone. start by discussing its malleability in the feminist movement. Antigone, at time of conception, was not perceived as anything but a tragedy. In ancient Greece, Antigone wasn't viewed through a feminist lens. Let's think about that and how we view her. Antigone as a character was most likely portrayed as a man. I mean, portrayed by a man. If it was going to be played in ancient Greece, it was going to be played by a man. And most likely, it was probably cons- she was probably considered a negative character for going against the men in power. I think Antigone's actions play a part in how we perceive her. And as women today, we must think of a movement that affects us prominently. Feminism. Antigone's actions throughout the entire play evoke many traits of the feminist movement. Let's discuss her actions and why they may invoke traits of a feminist movement. Antigone's actions throughout the play evoke many traits of the feminist movement. Let's discuss her actions and why they may evoke traits of the feminist movement. Why do they evoke traits of the feminist movement? I believe they... Mm. Let's see. I believe her actions... With wanting to bury her brother, no matter what cost, gives her a independence that is a focal point in feminist movements. Feminist movements began as independence to be independent from men, to have their own rights, their own voting rights, their own reproductive rights. Rights for women is what the feminist movement is about. But to be a feminist, you need to be strong. 
and contribute to actions that contribute to actions that are strong. Antigone taking her brother's body and giving it rights trying to bury her brother's body shows a a strength it shows a strength that evokes I know I'm saying evoke a lot but it evokes what I think of is the early feminist movement women had to fight to have the right to vote that's where I believe the first feminist movement came about and during that time they had to go against the people in power which were all men they had to protest in front of the White House to give the president their voice saying we want the right to vote. We have a right to say who we elect to office in this country. Women in the first feminist movement to get the right to vote were imprisoned and treated with so much disrespect and horror. Because they wanted to vote. They wanted rights. And just like the strength of these early women feminists, Antigone has that same strength. That strength to fight for what she believes is right. And what she believes is right is to bury her brother because she loves him and he is family. So, in this way, I believe Antigone evokes not just the modern feminist movement. I don't think she evokes necessarily the modern feminist movement. But I think she evokes the feminist movement that started it all. The women who wanted to give us the right to vote. The women who fought for our right to vote. So, in that way, she evokes feminism. She is malleable to feministes. Feministes? I said that weird. She is malleable to the way feminists perceive strength. She is a strong woman figure. So, in that way, her strength evokes a willingness, a figure, so to say, to women that we can do this. We can fight for our rights. We can fight for our right to make decisions for our own body. We fight for our rights to have reproductive health in this country. We fight for 
our right to get paid equally with men. We fight as women. And Antigone is a strong woman who is the image of that fight, of that strength. This is a raw discussion of my view on Antigone. This isn't going to be a perfect podcast. This is going to be an imperfect podcast full of mistakes. And that's okay because this is a raw discussion that I'm having almost with myself about Antigone and her malleability towards the feminist movement. But let's talk a little more about Antigone and what prompted her actions. At the beginning of the play, Antigone's brothers, Polynices and Eurydices have been killed in a war between the two brothers. Their uncle Creon, who is now king, gives Eurydices a proper burial, but not Polynices. Polynices was fighting so that he could also be king alongside his brother Eurydices, and Creon believes that he brought horror and war to their island. And this is why he decides not to give him a proper burial. He just kind of lets him rot. And this doesn't sit well with Antigone because Antigone loves her family. She has had hard times. And she loves both her brothers and believes Even though Polynices might have brought war, he still deserves a burial. He's family. And because of this, she views very strongly that she needs to give him the religious rights to to be buried. And bury him, wrap him. And throughout the play, she comes into conflict with Creon about this. He refuses to give Polynices a proper burial and sentences Antigone to death because of that. Antigone willingly goes to death to bury her brother. Now, in the original play, in the original viewing of the play, reading of the play, Antigone doesn't do this for feminism. She doesn't do this for women. She does this because of her religion and her belief in the gods. But because of her actions and because of the words in the play, Antigone, as a play, is very malleable towards feminism. 
I don't necessarily believe that it should be lumped under the feminist movement, but rather under one feminist herself, a feminist. A feminist in this country today believes that women deserve the right to have equal pay. Women, especially of BIPOC and of East Asian, any Asian descent, of Latina descent, are less likely to be paid equally to women who are white. That is also a struggle. And so in that struggle, we have to be strong. I am a feminist, and I am a woman, and I am a Latina. So in these respects, I understand that I need to be strong and fight for what I believe in. And those are the same traits that Antigone believed in. It wasn't towards the feminist movement or rights for women, but it was for the rights of her family. And to any modern feminist, like myself, other women are her family. Other women are sources of strength. So we would do anything for us and other women. I want to fight for the rights that my grandmother might have not had. My grandmother is a beautiful, wonderful woman who is strong and beautiful. And she had strength. And I take that strength from her. I take that strength from my mom who is equally as strong. Maybe some women don't have a woman figure. And those women turn to literature. There are many people, but Antigone really does provide a figure to women that you can be strong. She provides strength to them like my grandmother and my mother have. So in that way, she's malleable as almost a mother figure. Because she fought for her family. And to women reading this, Antigone might be family. Antigone vocalizes a strength that they need to reach for. I feel like in this way, she really does give a feminist movement a voice of strength. Overall, Antigone is a voice of strength for feminism. Feminist, feminism, she is a source of strength. Now, of course, that was not the original intent of Antigone. Antigone is just another Greek tragedy. But any sort of literature 
that someone can pull from that provides strength and provides words to fight, a woman, a feminist woman, will take that and go with it. In that way, Antigone is malleable, very malleable, to what feminists want, which is strength. To conclude today's podcast about Antigone, let us think about Antigone's actions. Let us think of her willingness to go against the government. Let's think about how that relates to the very first feminists in this country who fought the authority in our country. Let's think about how similar that is. Let's think about how similar Antigone is to the very first feminist movement where women were jailed, stripped naked, treated with disrespect. Let's think about that and how Creon treated Antigone, sentenced her to death, let her starve in a cave. That's very similar to what happened to these women in prison. They were undernourished, left naked, left to shiver, left to rot. And that's how Antigone was treated. So, let's think about that. Let's think about how that is malleable to why we need to fight for what's right. That's one way of thinking. In conclusion, that's one way. One way of comparing Antigone and her malleability to the feminist movement. But let's finally conclude this podcast in saying Antigone can be malleable. She can be turned and twisted around to suit anyone's needs. But her malleability to the feminist movement, I think is really cool. I think it's really cool that someone can find an ancient Greek play and form it into a source to fight. Thank you. That is the end of our podcast. We will see you next week for another Greek play. A Greek play about a Greek play.